Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. What up? Yo, yo, yo. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing good, man. My pack of black shirts arrived, so back to the Mac and the black Uh-oh. shirt. Your pack of black shirts? That's right. You buy, them, you buy them You buy them like America buys their toilet paper, you buy them in bulk? That's right, about two, four packs. Nice. One ply. One ply. One ply, one ply <laughs> black shirts? One ply, four stars. Oof. All kinds how of bars. Is, Where's Carson? How hot, how, hard, when it, how hot has been? I'm not sure. Um, I would buy one ply shirts. I would. If I have to teach outside, I have to sweat through those. I'm going to bring these to San Diego. Nice. Mm. Nice, nice. You enjoying any beverages right now? Ooh. No. Not Fair. right now. I, I am... I might get something here in a bit when you're when you're riffing on something, but for now, I'm just kicking it, feeling hydrated. All right, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm uh, taking it a little bit easy tonight. I got uh, taking it easy tonight. Yeah, you know, not really enjoying any alcoholic beverages. I might pull out a soda pop at some point, but you know, just enjoying my evening uh what's up harry uh, what up harry well i uh, gotta love some harry i know he's been he's on like wednesday night games from san antonio um, i realized why harry wasn't here last time is because he was on a podcast himself that night oh, dang. yep he was doing double duties but we're glad you're here tonight yeah man uh he uh he might be someone that we bring in to talk to because uh, if uh, we might f- be facing San Antonio in the playoffs, I mean that's a that's a thing that people are saying. Um, I don't know how accurate it is. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. Someone's saying it, and it's a thing that be that's being said. Yeah. So uh, it's it's being tweeted, and it's on the tweet, right? It it is. It is. Oh, I forgot to put that in our. Uh, in our notes so we're just gonna get started with with that one um Let's get started with it playoffs playoffs, playoffs. who's you talking about playoffs you talking about playoffs uh i i think this is the new thing that usl is just going to keep doing is putting out different versions of the same playoff projections <laughs> there's gonna be like oh this is today's playoff projection um this is this is what it would look like today on uh random mass thursday yeah, still has San Diego Loyal playoff odds at 98%. Uh, Orange County is most likely to finish third. Their playoff odds are 47. Here's what I find interesting. Uh, they have projected finish of Oakland at sixth, Tacoma at seventh, LA Galaxy at sixth, and Sacramento sneaking into fourth place. Um, I do not have that in my brain. You know, they they can. I mean, their max points are 50 uh, whereas Los Dos are 53, Tacoma's 54, and Oakland's 51. So, I, I mean, I'm not sure about that, Sacramento. Um, shake it up, shake it up. 
shake it up, shake them. Because, I mean, honestly, though, it's like it's about to get real weird in about another four matches, right? Yes. People's magic numbers are coming up. So, I mean, you know, we've seen things go real silly. We've seen teams lose that shouldn't be losing. We see teams winning that shouldn't be winning. And then all of a sudden, people's magic numbers are like one point, you know, or something real, you know, crazy. And, yeah. and we see it go all the way down to the end. Yeah, I think San Diego's magic number is 14. Um, to, <laughs> Oakland Roots, it does not exist. The magic number does not exist. This is not applicable. Um, <laughs> although they're the ones sitting fourth right now with Tacoma kind of nosediving. Uh, if you haven't checked this out, uh, it's in their news section. I think it's on their front page too. It just says USL Championship Playoff Projections, September twenty projections, September 29th to thirtieth. So um, apparently, it is uh, because it, today, as recording, is September twenty eighth. These predictions aren't accurate yet, but tomorrow, tomorrow they will be. Um, Harry doesn't have any uh, confidence in Sacramento. Uh, does do you think USL is right with Sacramento sneaking in? Uh, I think we talked about this last time. Uh, who do you think is sneaking into that fourth spot in the West as of I this mean, point? I, I, I think it's Oakland. I think Oakland pulls it out. Yeah, their playoff odds are twenty one percent. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to say yes. I would just have to you know peek at their schedule. I know Los Dos has a tough schedule. Uh, they're playing. Um, Phoenix tomorrow and us on Sunday, no Saturday. Uh, so we got, um, they got some, uh, playing to do. Uh, the other thing to keep an eye on is in the mountain division. I know Harry's going to love this, uh, the mountain division. Uh, they have El Paso projected to finish first 91%. Their max points are 74. And then Colorado and San Antonio right now are kind of tied uh, for fin- projected finishing second, although Colorado Springs has a higher percentage. Um, both of them making the playoffs, max points, 61 points. Um, and then Austin Bold finishing fifth, Rio Grande finishing sixth, and New Mexico sneaking into that fourth spot. Uh, and they've been playing a little bit better lately, uh, but... Um, yeah, Austin Bold maybe not as good as they were they had looked. Um, I thought RGV would kind of hold on, but this is kind of keeping an eye on the rest of these playoffs. Is who finishes third if we um, over uh, who finishes third if we finish second? That would be here who plays us, um, and kind of according to USL, still San Antonio would be coming to San Diego, the Battle of the Sands. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there in uh, the mountains? The USL getting it right? Um, or uh, does RGV sneak in? Does Austin hold on? Um, I think New Mexico has the highest points available. Uh, or they would, if they won all of their games, they would clearly be in fourth. So yeah, what, what do you, yeah, what do exactly. you got? I think New Mexico's playing for fourth. I think you got. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I see San Antonio, Colorado Springs, New Mexico in fourth, and of course El Paso as you know the, the front, the lead lead team. Who do you think uh, gets supporter shield? 
I mean, that's a good that's a good question. Um, right now, I think uh, it's it's Phoenix's to lose because I think they have the maximum number of points. Yeah, I, I think uh, with Tampa Bay right behind him, seventy six possible. Then it's or Phoenix seventy seven, uh, Tampa seventy six, and then El Paso at seventy four. So those are kind of your your four top picks. Our three top picks for the shield or the winner of the most points. Um, there is an advantage for being in Tampa Bay's uh, division uh, because the the Baby Bulls and Loudon are still in that division and they are already eliminated from the playoffs. Um, and so there's some some opportunities to pick up some points um, against some lowly teams. Whereas, you know, Phoenix is playing Orange County again. Uh, Phoenix does have a chance to drop some points, but I've, I have a hard time voting against Phoenix, uh, but it could very well be Tampa Bay just because of the uh, ease of schedule for Tampa Bay over uh, Phoenix. What, what do you got on that one? Um, I mean, Tampa Bay... Obviously, um, I haven't really thought too much about the East Conference other than like the normal folks, like Blue City, Tampa Bay. Um, who else did you say? Uh, El Paso has a chance, uh, but I think that um, their schedule is going to be a little bit more demanding uh, down the stretch. Tampa Bay's got. Charleston twice. They got Pittsburgh, but they have Red Bulls, then Miami, then Loudon, then Vegas to finish up their 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 season. So baby Bulls, then Miami, which will probably be a pretty good game, then Loudon and Vegas. Uh, so Tampa Bay could be easing their way into that if uh, Phoenix drops any points in there. Um, guess, Tampa Bay, yeah, go ahead. So I could see Tampa Bay coming in and getting the, the shield last moment. Yeah, it's going to be a very hectic run in. Uh, and for the first time, I'm sure loyal fans and Western Conference fans are um, are keeping an eye on their 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 opposite. Uh, what are those things called? Um, opposite uh, conferences now because uh, now it's like looking at playoffs and stuff like that. Uh, Harry says Pacific and Atlantic have bot- uh, have the bottom teams. That's I mean, true. outside of, I mean, you have Vegas. Except um, for a couple. And even Vegas can play tough at times. They're in a definitely in a rut. But like Orange County has got Phoenix to- oh, Phoenix twice. Uh, they play San Diego, so they got a little tough road. Um, yeah. And then on the flip side, Phoenix plays Orange County twice. So there's definitely some opportunities for Phoenix to drop some points and for um, for Tampa Bay to sneak into the last minute. Same thing with El Paso. They might be able to sneak into the last minute as well. Uh, but we'll take a look at some of those a little bit uh, later. Uh, Harry says the Pacific and Atlantic have bottom teams. Um I guess. I mean, it's not like Salt Lake City has done a ton. 
comparatively, uh, even on points, one less game, uh, one less win, but three less losses. Uh, Central has Sporting Kansas City and an underperforming Indy 11. And then Atlantic Division for sure has New York and Loudoun, who have a combined eight wins and a combined negative 62 goal differential. So that is a hot mess, as we would describe them. Um, some other things around uh, San Diego. Um, Toomey was named to the bench of Team of the Week. I thought he could have very easily been named the Team of the Week. Um, we'll talk about him in his in the Vegas recap. Um, but a very, um, what's that word I'm looking for? A very solid performance comes on, kind of changes the play. And... Um, and uh, does his thing and gets a brace. I thought he could have very easily won team of the week. Um, but, meh, it's fine. Any thoughts on Toomey getting some team of the week love? Mm. He just, you know, didn't do that one thing. Didn't, didn't score a hat trick? Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, he was short. Uh, two minutes. <laughs> Not yeah, I mean, he's getting some of that love for sure, though. Yeah, I think I think this was you know this is a tough one. I think there's a lot of really good offensive players going off in the league as we get closer to the playoffs and making some pretty uh, substantial contributions. Um, but I thought he could have easily made it up top uh, for team of the week very easily. Uh, the other thing that's happening uh, in the league right now is our uh, our friend Colin Martin uh, up for goal of the week. Now, I'm not sure if it's my weird internet or whatever, uh, but every time I vote for goal of the week, it never tells me the percentage. And maybe this is like a new thing to uh, not spur people to um, panic vote or whatever, just, you know, or deter people from voting. Um, but Colin Martin up for a goal of the week. Um, obviously, the, the other goal from that Oakland game, that bicycle kick is also up against him. I have a feeling that one might win. Uh, but holy heck, uh, I lost my mind when that Colin Martin goal went in. Um, what do you think, Chris? He wins goal of the week, or do you think a uh, guy from Oakland with his bicycle kick uh, gets the d- deal done? Both good kicks. Uh, you obviously hope that San Diego gets gets that that one in, but I don't know. Both both really good. I always have a hard time really deciding between uh, these, especially when they're both good. You know, when one's obviously a tap in and the other one's not, you know, it's a little easier. Right. So Johnny Rodriguez on a bicycle kick, uh, Cameron Lancaster. Uh, brilliant header from 20 yards. Uh, Alex Dixon um, volleyed strike from 16 yards. And Eli Cronali uh, with his first goal in the professional ranks, 30-yard uh, top left corner. So five uh, particularly exciting goals. Sometimes those goal of the week goals are like, uh, we have four and then this one. Um, so Harry informs me they stopped showing percentages. Um and boo, because that's how I keep track of how well he's doing and decide whether or not I need to vote more. 
so yeah, he's up for goal of the week. Very well deserved. Very solid strike. I thought he missed one um, earlier in, in the Tacoma game, so it's it's good to see him do his thing. Uh, some other news around the league or around the um, around the team uh, just announced about four hours ago. Uh, the there's a charity raffle uh, Sunday close to Sunday October 3rd uh, for Rady Children's Hospital uh, and it will benefit um, help us kick childhood cancer and it is the elusive yellow keeper kit um, and so that is uh, up and um, let's see if I can if I can find it uh, yeah so we have um, the elusive yellow keeper kit um, being raffled off. Uh, I believe they are $50. So they are $50. Let's see if I can do this. Maybe. Is that working? There we go. Uh, Here is our donate now the beautiful yellow keeper kit. Uh, it's prices are at fifty dollars. Uh, if you want to drop two bills, it's ten entries, uh, and you can. I have seen one of these in the wild, um, and that is uh, Steve, um, and he wears these to games. So uh, get on it, and um, yeah. So that is our lovely. Oh, I didn't share. That's the problem. So you didn't get to see it. Oh, how about this? Does that work? How does that look? There's our yellow keeper kit. Looks good. Right? With like a little hint of orange in there. Um, Yeah. So there you go. That is the yellow keeper kit that is being raffled off. Um, What up, Andy? What Uh, up, Andy? Yeah, roster freeze freeze passed. I forgot to add the notes. Thanks, Harry. Roster freeze passed. Um... I think after today's El Paso news, um, do we want the loyal to make any moves? Um, I'm going to go with no, I'm good. Um, maybe a little bit disappointed in Douglas Martinez, but I think they have the horses now to finish. Um, they look pretty good offensively uh, and it's just kind of getting healthy and right for the postseason defensively. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on the roster freeze and, or if loyal, should have made a move for someone. No, I mean, I think everything's playing okay right now, you know, but it couldn't hurt. Um, can they still work within their loyal select? Yeah, or I, none of those are I think ways. those guys are, re- are registered so they can, can pull them up. Um, mm. I know for the playoffs, they have to play f- in five games, and one of those games has to be before the roster freeze. Um, so I think everyone is available. Uh, like a Jack Metcalf is already available. I think he's played five. Um, you know, Trey Muse obviously would be available. He played five. I'm trying to think of some of the other guys. Loraz, um, I think he's been in five, made of five appearances. Uh so as these guys come back healthy, um, we should have a pretty full roster uh, ready and available to be chosen. Um, maybe that's why they started that backup keeper uh, 
against uh, or waited to start the goalkeeper, backup goalkeeper against Vegas. And that way it's like, hey, sorry, you're not registered for the playoffs, so you can't play in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I think they have to have five games in before the playoffs. Um, and one of those has to be before the roster freeze. So I think everyone's available as they come back from injury. Uh, like I said, you have Loraz, uh, you have Blake still uh, out. Um, and who else did you have? Uh, Jack Metcalf is kind of coming back. Um, so I think we're good. I think Brew agrees. Uh, no, I don't think anything was really needed um, going forward. And there was one more. Oh, uh, the last thing that's happening, uh, if you haven't had a chance to uh, check it out, um, early this morning, Jeff Reuter dropped a uh, article. It's a really long and really well-written article about Landon Donovan and the team. Uh, give some Nate love to Nate Miller. Um, and we, uh, if you check out the article, uh, on, if you go to our uh, fair po- underscore pod, uh, we have tweeted this out, um, and it is quite the article from Jeff Reuter. He was out here for the Tacoma match, and he uh, spent some time with Landon Donovan at practice, uh, saw the match, uh, and then left. Uh, he let me know that he was sequestered to the hotel and only were allowed was allowed to go to the hotel and practice, uh, so that's why he didn't make too many appearances for, in front of the support section or or meet anybody. Uh, he was on strict COVID protocols from the athletic. Uh, so we wish him the best and can't wait for him to come out under normal conditions. So you haven't had a chance to read it. Uh, please read it. It's fantastic. Uh, gives you a little bit more in depth. I know Cesar Hernandez, uh, also another friend of the show, um, wrote something as well. Uh, so there's a lot of really good articles going out there about San Diego Loyal and Landon Donovan uh, that you should check out. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, yeah, I'm going to reread that article after we're done too, because it is, it is a lot. All right. Any final thoughts about news and notes, Chris, from around San Diego and the league? No, not really. Um, yeah, I, I did see what Harriet mentioned too. Like, yeah, it was interesting about San Diego or uh, Locomotive having that signing, but they, they did state that they did it before the window. Um, no, I don't think anything else is really newsworthy right now. We're just all kind of, you know, anxious about clinching spots, right? Yeah, it's just about uh, getting that team to gel and hopefully um, getting some opportunities to um, watch the team solidify before the playoffs. And speaking of the team solidifying or not solidifying, uh, let's talk about the uh, matches that were this week. We had two matches, one uh, on Wednesday, and that was our was a 2-1 loss to Oakland in Oakland. Um, I thought that this one would be a little bit more positive um, than it was. Um, Chris... <laughs> <laughs> Is, was this a San Diego didn't play well and deserved to lose? Or was this a San Diego played pretty good uh, but found themselves on the wrong end of a result yet again? 
this is a San Diego. Um, yeah, they played good, but Oakland played better. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a fair assessment. I I was listening to uh, the Athletic, one of the Athletic podcasts, uh, the British versions, and they were basically saying, you watch a match and two teams can play horribly, and people say those two teams play horribly. But no one ever watches a game and was like, those two teams played pretty well. They had the setup right. They did a good job. Uh, but one team just won. Um, <laughs> no no one ever like says that, right? Because it's like no one wants to hear that take, right? Everyone either wants to hear that they were bad or both were bad and it was a boring, uninteresting game. Or one of the t- sides demolished each other. Um, I was... Uh, I believe I tweeted out like it was disappointing. Um, <laughs> and again, not because not because we necessarily um, played poorly. It was just there was a few moments of, ugh, man. I mean, the first goal <laughs> you give up on a bicycle kick. Like, you just got to tip your hat. Like, he makes a really good play on the touchline. Yeah, maybe Montgomery gives up on it a little bit, um, but um, he makes a really good play. And then the uh, a bicycle kick, like, I mean, come on, like, tip your hat. Great goal. Colin Martin bangs one in. Phenomenal goal. Like, just amazing. I was like, all right, here we go. And then Oakland just figures out a way to get into the box, uh, make a play, and get a call, and they get that penalty kick. Um, yep. Chris, I'm gonna. Uh, I want. I want your take on that penalty or no? No. No. Just played really well though. So you want to pull it up so we can watch it together? Uh, yeah. Let me see if I can find pull up those highlights. Pull up those highlights. Let me get my email. Um, I thought this was a tough one. Um, take. I thought, you know, Colin got to that ball, um, and maybe he he misses and 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 doesn't get any contact on it. Uh, but I don't think the Oakland player got any contact with the ball either. I think that um, it basically. Let's see if I can find this quickly. Um, uh, it was basically one of these. Um. One of these kind of 50-50 balls um, that I thought could have just been like, hey, we're good. Um, we are. Um, we're going to let this one go. Um, maybe if Colin Martin falls over too, um, mm-hmm. we, we get a call. Um, but I, I think this was a, this was a tough one to, to swallow because San Diego apparently can't get a penalty call whatsoever, uh, ever. Um, <laughs> uh, looks like they didn't link it right. Oh, let's see. I agree. Oh, here we go. Match highlights. Um, so, I, yeah, I think maybe if Colin Martin falls over, um, we, we, we don't get that call or we get that call, uh, or they call it 50, 50, um, it was just a hard one for me to 
to to buy into that that was a for sure penalty. I think maybe if the Oakland player gets the ball, um, I can see them like, all right, well, he got the ball and Colin didn't. I think Colin kind of stops and the ball kind of squirts through his legs. And then um, he um, um, he. So it doesn't he never makes contact. Maybe they felt like he kicked the player and maybe that's why it was the contact. Um, but uh, it was just heartbreaking to give up a goal that you probably deserve to get some points in that match. Like, you know, rewatching the game, I thought San Diego had some really nice moments. I thought Oakland had some really nice moments. Um, you know, this one had draw written all over it, I think, again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, San Diego just couldn't quite get it over the line. And with a kind of rotated side, right? Chase Boone starting, uh, Cal Montgomery getting his first start. Um, Zizzo makes an appearance. Um, so we, we have kind of a, I want to say like a, a backup team, but it was definitely, um, definitely a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A, a heavily rotated side. I thought they would rotate a little bit better or more for the Vegas one. Uh, and probably good we didn't the way that one went. Um, any thoughts on uh, that, Pen? I mean, when you watch it again, it's like, man, you just wonder what perspective it was seen in, you know, for one. But, yeah, I mean, we don't have slow, slow, slow-mo visuals, so it probably just looks the way it looks from where, from where you're at. For but, sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think there's, um, yeah, I, I don't think Harry's wrong. They're going to get that call nine out of 10 times. Um, I, I think there's some, definitely some calls both in Oakland and in the, the Las Vegas game that I think maybe if there was VAR, it might've saved us a penalty there. Uh, but uh, there's a call Martin tackle that uh, his boot gets a little high. Uh, and then the Los Dos game, there's a Josh Yarrow tackle. Uh, the follow through kind of catches the guy on the ankle. So, you know, you live by VAR. Uh, you die by VAR. Um, I believe I tweeted a dodgy penalty call. Um, I'm, but you know, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, I might not agree that was a penalty, but a uh, it was, and um, I'm not mad that it was called a penalty. I just thought it maybe could have not been USL um, keeping it close again. Yeah, they're like, I, like close. they're like, let's look for something in the in the in the Oakland's <laughs> Oakland San Diego match to keep it close. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then I, I think the other frustration is just I know we don't get in the box too much, um, but we do, we prefer crossing in and such. But it's like, can we can we not give up a penalty and then get no penalties ever? Um, we're getting close to the end of the season, and it would be amazing if we finish the season with zero penalty attempts. Um, yeah, just kind of a frustrating night overall. I, I thought, you know, San Diego did play well enough to get a result, but it's soccer. And, uh, sometimes when you play well enough to get a result, you don't get a result. And I think San Diego's gotten some points from games that they shouldn't have. Uh, and this is one, they probably dropped points that they should have, or, uh, that they shouldn't have. And, um, yeah, sometimes you just got to turn the page. I think this is a really important game for Oakland, um, and, and their place in the standings, because uh, this kind of put them into the playoff picture. Uh, and 
So I, I think this mattered a lot to them. And I think this is one that San Diego maybe didn't, um, maybe didn't get up for enough, uh, which is kind of a worrying sign that uh, we're not putting away teams that we probably should. Although um, Oakland is not a bad home team, five, three, and four. Uh, so, yeah. Any final thoughts about Oakland before we move on to our second game of the week? Nope. Not at all. All right. Uh, so San Diego then travels to Las Vegas. Bam, bam, bam. Um, what's crazy about this match is uh, four to two, but one, one after halftime. Um, I have to admit, I did not watch this one live. This is probably the first one I didn't watch live. Uh, but I was getting some updates, and um, I wa- I was able to watch. Until, ironically, I was able to watch until Vegas scored um, in the twenty um, seventh minute, um, and then I wasn't able to watch anymore. Uh, so I checked in later, and it was like one one. I was like, okay, good. And then I checked in, and it was like three one. I was like, oh snap, get it to me. And then uh, I think the last time I checked, it was four to two. Um, and I, then again, I was like, oh, get it to me and his assist. Um, <laughs> obviously, to me, the man of the match on this one. Yeah, no question. Uh, any concern um, with the first kind of 30 minutes of this match? And then maybe even maybe even like the first little bit of uh, the first half. Any concerns from this, the play that we got from San Diego on this one? Not really that I see. What about you? Um, I, I offensively they were great. Defensively, there was a few question marks. Like Abara was kind of fifty-fifty. I think on the goal, um, he just kind of got beat, and it was a two-on-one. And I'm not going to call Grant Stoneman out on that because, um. When it's one defender and two guys, that's really hard to defend across. Um, you know, to, to borrow Liverpool um, against what, Brentford, <laughs> it was like three guys on, on Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's like, oh, Trent sucks. It's like, well, you can't guard three guys. Like, I'm not going to be, you know, whatever. But um, I, I'm not going to call necessarily him out of that. I think maybe just caught a little out on that one. Um, and then Cal Jennings does Cal Jennings. Like, he's the guy who can keep Vegas in a match. Um, I, I was just a little bit worried that they weren't really built, getting out of the pressure too well. Once they did, they were fine. But I, I, that first half was a little bit iffy at the beginning, but I think that they ended up like really dominating that second half um, and really forcing uh, Vegas to come out in that second half. And then once they did, um, it was kind of a different match. Um, Toomey gets subbed in at, um, where does he come in at, uh, 38th minute and then the 39th minute Alejandro Guido scores. I mean, yeah, Guido's goal is pretty sick. Yeah. And how good is it to see Guido score? Um, I know the, the, the claim was Guido doesn't score without Miguel Berry. Here we go. We've, we have, Ended that streak. Um, how big is it to get a guy uh, like Alejandro Guido back on the score sheet? It's huge because you need to have 
some areas of unexpected goals to kind of come in, especially since this time around the season. Like, if teams have it figured out that, oh, it's just Toomey, and they just double double them up, you know, that's one thing. But to have other guys also get hot is a good thing, too. They gain confidence because then they can spread it around, and that's what they need to do. Um. Yeah, um, Josh Yarrow looked good. Uh, Grant Stoneman looked all right. I thought maybe a little bit of uneasiness with uh, the new keeper, Dylan Castanera. Um, especially on a yet a midweek game um, where you're you're getting used to, you have Austin Guerrero back there, and now you get this new keeper. Um, anything to, you think that played any part in some of that communication uh, especially maybe on that header um, or on that uh, that cross um, early on. It's a couple crosses early on. Do you think there's any issue there uh, with that backup keeper, or was it just kind of uh, maybe not the best communication between Yarrow and Stoneman? I'd probably chalk it up to the communication. You know what I mean? Like, it's a backup keeper. I mean, he's got so much experience. You can't peg every moment, you know, onto a backup keeper like you can but you know his experience falls short of being able to like you know really equate to every single little thing so yeah so i mean i I, it was nice that they were able to to rally uh rally back and kind of retake the momentum of this match um it was really worrying and maybe they're waiting for me to stop watching and they're like, Oh, Alan's not, Alan's not watching anymore. We can kind of turn this around. Cause I was a little bit worried. Uh, Vegas did look like they were putting San Diego under a ton of pressure. Um, and this is one of those things about Vegas is they're not a great team, but there's also moments where they play pretty well. Uh, Danny Trejo is a really good player. Uh, Cal Jennings is an up and down guy from the MLS. Like he's, uh, he, he's a pretty good player. I think he's the guy who scored. Um, he scored another goal on us earlier in the season. Um, but you know, he's up and down with LAFC. Um, he was on the bench, um, last week for, against the Portland, uh, for the Portland Timbers LAFC match. Um, so he's kind of a guy who's kind of up and down. So you know he's good enough to be a bench guy in the MLS. So you know he's going to do some damage um, down here in the USL. Um, any disappointment that we didn't keep a clean sheet here? Man, it's tough because, I mean, given the way the score score line was going, I mean – I think he could have maybe just limited it to at least one goal, you know, would have been nice, but it was like, you got that lead, but it came with, or you got, you know, got those goals, but it came with, you know, being contested every single time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I still think it could have been like a three, one. I think you could have been good with that, you know? Yeah, this is, and this is what's been frustrating with the team in general is you play probably a better game against Oakland and score a goal and drop all three points. And you play a little bit looser against Vegas, uh, maybe not as um, fluid, 
uh, maybe not as solid defensively, um, but uh, and even like less possession. Like Oakland, they had sixty-seven percent possession against Oakland. Uh, against Vegas, it was fifty-seven percent. Uh, sixty-two in the first half, fifty-two in the second half. Um, obviously, maybe sitting back a little bit as you have a four-to-one lead, or um, sorry, three-to-one lead. Um, but this is, I guess, this is one of those things where it's like, man, maybe it's frustrating to watch them play pretty well and drop and then kind of hold on and play a little sloppy and win. Like obviously both of those are things that we're going to see from USL sides. Um, But Holy cow, like what team is going to show up in the playoffs and, um, you know, is it going to be a team that's a little bit not together and not solid in the back? Or is it going to be the team that plays their heart out uh, and gives up a a penalty to drop uh, a game in the playoffs? And when you drop a game in the playoffs, you're out. Um, yeah, Las Vegas, man, that was oof. it was fun to watch though. Those Toomey that uh, the the Toomey goal where you kind of boop 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 boop, and then not a great shot. Um, <laughs> but he gets his own rebound. But he gets his own rebound. Uh, but then got kind of Johnny on the spot, man, with that second goal. Like the yeah. ball is sitting there forever, like forever. And he just happens to get there. And I think it goes off a of Vegas guy. Like it's going to go in, but it's like, boom, boom. And you're like, all right. <laughs> um, how big is it to get uh, Augie back on the, on the scoring sheet? It's good. Like I said, just, you know, spreading it around is what you got to do at this time. So. You know, and, and for a while there, we were like, when is he not going to score? So, yeah, definitely get to get him back on. And um, maybe some concerns with Douglas Williams leaving injured. Um, I know he didn't have the – he hasn't had the um, the best run, uh, but still you, you hate to see a guy uh, getting hurt. And maybe it was just a little bit of a knock, and they were um, – they were – precautionary um but hopefully he recovers uh haji's back on the bench that was nice uh tumi moshibani is now ninth or sorry 11th in the league in goal scoring obviously not going to get the golden boot uh he'll need to score 14 goals uh just to catch haji berry um but it is nice to see him in that mix of guys who are putting goals in the back of the net. Um, right. Cause that's, what we're going to need in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Alex Rando again, having some pretty, a pretty good night. I feel bad for him. Cause every time I watch Vegas, he like throws up this great, crazy game, keeps his team in the game for as long as he can, but Holy heck. Uh, he has a tough job. 99 saves. This guy has leads. USL in saves with 99 saves. Wow. Um, yeah, crazy. Uh, the next is 95 for Hartford, and after that, it's 79, 78, 73. So he just makes a ton of saves. So just imagine Vegas without that guy playing keeper. Okay. Right? It'd be like 24 to 1. It would look like a football score. Like 24 <laughs> to nothing. 21 nothing. Oh, lordy, lordy. 
Um, yeah, when OC played them, Rando kept it from being like 7-0. Like, Rando kept it from being crazy, and San Diego still won 5-1. Um, <laughs> so, tip of my hat to him. Uh, he is still playing as hard as he possibly can, um, which is impressive. Like, usually when you're a goalkeeper and you're playing on a team like that, you're just like, Ugh, again? Uh, but, you know, good on him for continuing to uh, to perform well. Like, he makes it makes it enjoyable. Nice. Uh, any final thoughts on this uh, Vegas match from you? No, not really. I mean, glad it was a, it was a win. That was the biggest part about it. Yeah, and and the way the weekend went, um, it made that Oakland loss not really be as big of a deal as it is. Um, you're still, um, you're still three points clear of uh, of Orange County. Obviously, they have a game in hand uh, with tiebreakers being what they are. Um, they're super confusing and convoluted. So I'll just let someone else who gets paid way more money figure that one out. Um, but. You're up on Orange County. Uh, you're 10 points clear of Oakland and Tacoma now. You're 11 points clear of L.A. and Sacramento. So that Oakland loss doesn't feel as painful um, because um, you're still you're still sitting all right. Um, and you have teams below you like Orange County having to play Phoenix twice coming up. Uh, and Tacoma is... Um, playing Orange County in Sacramento, uh, Oakland, I believe Oakland's got Vegas, Sacramento, Phoenix, and then Orange County. So you're sitting in a pretty good spot. Uh, so again, Wednesday was frustrating, uh, but kind of after looking at the results, um, not that bad. And then getting this win uh, was super de duper important. Uh, we got a game coming up this uh, Saturday against Los Dos. Um, I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time talking about Los Dos. I think people know them well. I think San Diego knows them well. Um, I think uh, San Diego is 4-1-1 one, and one against them. Um, and San Diego, I think, is a much better place. I think they play Los Dos well. I think that big pitch gives them some advantage. Uh, to play the game they want to play. We saw that happen against Vegas a few times where the, the pitch just was a little too small and they ran out of room. Um, I think this this allows uh, San Diego to play wide uh, and kind of p- play in each of those. You know, you got the uh, striker, you got the two tens, you got the guys pulling up, bombing up wide. Um, I think San Diego matches up well against Los Dos. Um, any thoughts about that Los Dos match, Chris? Uh, no, I mean, just a prediction. Yeah, Los Dos is coming off two straight wins, a 1-0 against Oakland and a 2-0 against Sacramento. Uh, before that, they lost 4-2 to San Diego and 4-3 to Phoenix. Um, they drew, and then their fifth game was 3-3 against Sacramento. So uh, what do you think happens this Saturday? Man, I, th- I think it's going to be a four-two match. Woo-wee. 
Yeah, four two. All right, all right. Now, I do know Los Dos plays Phoenix on Wednesday, uh, so they will. Uh, San Diego will be coming in a little bit more rested than they will. Um, so a high scoring match is not out of the uh, realm. I'm going to go ahead and I'll be uh, because Marissa's not here. Uh, she said she was uh, a little bit under the fair weather. Uh, and so I'm going to shout out to Marissa, hashtag Marissa. Um, I'm going to go two one. I think we kind of go a little bit easier. Um, we play good defensively. Uh, we control the ball. Uh, we get a couple goals. Um, so I think, um, but you have to name the players who score because that's what she does. Oh, players who score. I'm going to go for a, I think a Corey Herzog goal. Cause I think he's ready to get like a poacher's goal. And I would like to see, uh, maybe Charlie Adams. I think Charlie Adams might be due for one. He almost hit one. He, destroyed the crossbar um against vegas so i think maybe he puts one puts one in so maybe a little bit of uh out of the ordinary uh so that's who i'm thinking okay all right let's take you around the pacific division some games that are upcoming uh we got vegas uh sorry vegas la at home to phoenix on wednesday uh you think phoenix takes this one chris I think Phoenix takes this match. Yeah, I'm. Unless it's Orange County, I'm pretty much just saying I think Phoenix is going to win. Um, <laughs> Phoenix versus Orange County is always crazy, so those are almost impossible to predict. Uh, and then we have uh, Oakland at home to Vegas. Does Vegas put up a fight, or does Oakland get three big points on the road or at Oak- home? Oakland gets wins at home. Nice. Uh, Orange County hosts Phoenix. At Championship Soccer Stadium at 7 p.m., uh, is Orange County able to uh, capitalize on their uh, big home comeback win against Oakland this past weekend and do any damage against Phoenix? Seems like a draw. Yeah, that's where that's where mine's at. My mind's at too. Um, we already talked about LA, San Diego, uh, and then the uh, with us on that nightcap is Sacramento Tacoma. This is a big one for playoff. Uh, does, is Sacramento, uh, get, do they get three points, or does Tacoma kind of bury some of their chances to uh, make the playoffs? Tacoma gets that three points. Boom, three points on the road for Tacoma. Tacoma stops their five-game skid uh, and essentially puts uh, Sacramento uh, behind the eight ball going in, uh, trying to make the playoffs. There you have it, folks. That is the news around the Pacific. Uh, Harry did have a question for us before we roll out. Uh, and the big news is thoughts on FC Sheriff upsetting of Real Madrid today in Champions League. Um, I didn't even see it because I was like, oh, they're going to win. Uh, Benzema scores in his 17th straight uh, Champions League game. Uh, but in the 89th minute, Sebastian Thill or Till or T Hill. I'm going to say T Hill because that's funnier. Uh, Sebastian Hill uh, scores to put Sheriff uh, F, uh, FC Sheriff to the top of their group in the UEFA Champions uh, League. Not even beats Real Madrid. 
puts them at the top of their group with a plus three goal differential. Any thoughts on that one? I just feel like I'm going to reiterate what has been said today. we got to give credit to Kyle Carr. Apparently, uh, uh, Madrid shot the sheriff but didn't shoot the deputy is the uh, <laughs> is the buzz. So uh, there's that uh, good old 2-1 win right there. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and this was in Real. So this wasn't even like a a home game that you know Real Madrid was on the road and managed to sneak uh, to 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 cough one up. This was at home. Oof. Uh, I mean, oh man. Yeah, I'm not even sure where this team is from, um, or what league they play in. Um, yeah, craziness, craziness. Yeah, that's nuts. That's that's even crazier than uh, than Man United losing. Brown, brown, brown. Yeah, wow. Um, do do do. Just, just crazy. Like some of the names on these: Uzbek midfielder Yasserbek Yakshiboev is one of the goal scorers. If you bet on this, it was. Sheriff closed with a plus 2,700 odds at Caesar Sportbook, making it the largest underdog to win in the last three Champions League seasons. The previous upset was uh, was Shakhtar beating Madrid in the group stage last year at plus uh, 1,300 odds. So twice, <laughs> they were twice the underdogs and still pulled it off. Man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. And this is, I mean, this is where when we get into the USL playoffs, it's going to be crazy like this. There's going to be some team that picks off another team uh, that you didn't see coming. A four beats a one on the road because why not? It's soccer. Oof. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Um, I'm pressing the wrong buttons. Uh, any final thoughts, Chris? Final thoughts. Um, no, no, no final thoughts today. All right, all right. Um, Harry says Moldovan National Division. So there you go. Uh, if you can find Moldova um, on a map, good luck. Um, if you can, if you can, uh, and apparently they sit third at the moment. So not even the best team in the Moldova national division, uh, so far this season. But, um, if we know anything from the Spurs, just because you're first doesn't mean you're the best. Um, yeah, my final thoughts are, uh, find a way to uh, get involved in your community. Uh, there's some, uh, great stuff happening in San Diego right now, as far as, um, What's that word I'm looking for? That raffle. Um, thank you guys for stopping in. Uh, Chris, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me at uh, by Chris Walker on Instagram and Twitter. Boom, boom. Uh, you can follow uh, Marissa, hashtag Marissa, on uh, social medias. You can find me, Alan, at A Underwood 48. Uh, apparently, one of my students found my Twitter. They're like, Mr. Underwood, we found your Twitter. And I said, what's a Twitter? I said, all you talk about is sports. And I said, thank goodness. Um, you can follow <laughs> us at fair underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, or you can hit subscribe on YouTube page. Uh, so when we go live, uh, you can find us. 
Um, Andy says northeast west end of Black Sea between Romania and Ukraine. Uh, so there you go. That's where they come from. Uh, and so now you can find it on a map. There you go. Soccer and geography in the same podcast. For our music Look at that. Uh-huh. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, we just want to thank you for uh, joining us today. Uh, and uh, we will see you guys next time. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create a kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.